Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Dan Hurst, COO of Hurst Design Build Remodel. In a relay race, the handoff is the most critical component to winning. Similarly, having a well-defined handoff process provides your team and each project with the best opportunity for success. Dan is here to share the secrets to building out a successful handoff process for your business, and we'll hear what it is in just a minute. Be the ball. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Woohoo! How are you, Mark? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. I'm very excited about today's episode. This is a good one. It's always a topic of uh, discussion at every roundtables yeah. meeting. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, it's so important. And I love the fact that we're going to be putting a little em- bit of emphasis on it, you know? So, I mean, let's <laughs> dive right in, eh? <laughs> yeah, why don't you just jump in? They, right. People want to hear Dan, not us talk. That's right. Let's exactly. Yeah. So as Mark said earlier, Dan Hurst is the COO and part owner of Hurst Design Build Remodel in Cleveland, Ohio. He and his brother, Pat, are super smart, super wonderful business people. And they've been part of our Remodelers Advantage Roundtables program since 2006. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for sharing with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Victoria and Mark. It's always great. And you're going to be one of the speakers on the panel, the mentor panel at the upcoming summit, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm super looking forward to it. Uh, really, the this, this summit's awesome. So can't wait to be there. You know, this, it's, the, it's the summit that just passed. Oh, that's right. It's the summit that just passed. <laughs> Victoria always forgets that we record these things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so awesome. Wasn't that party fun? Well, we should use this one at the beginning of the month. The party was fun. Dan was dancing on tables. It was crazy. Your 80s outfit was awesome. Um, Okay, so, Dan, before we get into the actual meat of this, just just to give people a sense of where you've been and where you guys are now, when you started in Roundtables back in 2006, about what revenue were you at that point? Oh, I want to say uh, right around two to two and a half million, somewhere in that okay, neighborhood. Which is decent sized. And where uh, are you now? Uh, we're right around 10 million in All revenue right, now. Great. Dang, yeah. that's wonderful. And didn't you just move into a new office um, not that mm-hmm. terribly long ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few years ago, um, new design center and office, uh, great new facility. Mm. And, um, you know, we've grown our teams up to, I believe, 48 people wow. on our staff. So good for you, man. That's a great report. So obviously you have managed to get some of these important processes, these basic, really important processes nailed down, right? We try. Now, and, and you are a process guy all the way around anyway. Yeah, I do. I do like things. Uh, I do like process. It does excite me a bit. Just, I know that sounds strange, but. <laughs> no, we all need people like you, don't we? I'm not oh, one yeah. of those people, but we, we need people like you. So let's talk for a minute about this handoff. What are the elements that make up a design pack handoff to production at your company in your mind? Well, we broke ours down into like three core components. Um, you know, you have the construction plans or drawings. So how we package up the drawings and information that we share there. And then the uh, scope of work and all the selections and then the purchasing and the budget that we're working with. 
So our, our, the way our handoffs work, because it's, you know, and as most remodelers have it, it's such a team process that we go through. There's so many roles involved in it um, that we, we wanted to make sure we kind of categorized everything into these categories with how, what's the information we're looking for? How do we package it up? And when we are having that handoff, what are the elements we're looking for in there to be complete? How do you physically package all this up? Well, you know, everything's in the cloud nowadays. So, right. you know, we we have our cloud storage um, that we use where we have our folder system in there and whether it's the drawings or the scope of work and we're builder trend users. So we rely heavily on that and how we, we handle our selections and our scope of work in there. Um, but all that information, I think that the, at the core of it, it was about defining where where does this information go and what needs to be in it? Like what's complete? Do we include the appliance specifications or not? And at what point is it okay to make sure that those are those have to be here by the handoff meeting or is it okay that they get added later on? So a lot of this was about packaging it all up. We still do three ring binders. So we still have a three ring binder that goes out in the field. So there's physical papers in there. Um, but the bulk of it is all stored in the cloud. So why, like you said, it's a team effort here to get this pulled together and to make this transition happen properly. But why was it so important to have this handoff package pulled together? Well, like anything, it, it starts with like the breakdowns when things weren't going so well. And it's like, when you start looking at that, like, why aren't things working right? And a lot of times it's just consistency. You know, you're just lacking information. Um, you know, one project developer and designer will work on a project together and they'll have all this information and they'll hand off and it looks great. And then maybe a, a, another project, different design team, different designer, different project developer are doing a similar thing, but they're, they're, maybe it's not the same level of information or some information's missing. So that consistency was a huge, huge thing for us. Like with the project managers want that information. They want to be consistent so they can count on certain things being there, certain components being in the packet. So to do that, we really had to look at like what should be in a packet and, and when, what, what are the elements we're looking for? And then what's the quality of those elements? Um, it's not enough just to say you should include this, this, and this. But it's like, if you're including these things, what's an acceptable quality that we're looking for? So we really wanted to define that and spend some time understanding what those things are that we're looking at. Do you have like a count? Like how many different pieces of information go into a handoff package? Do you have any idea? Oh boy, I, I never thought of it that way. No, I, I I think it's more about like understanding the the project types that we work with, you know, and sometimes like a big project, we'll actually have two handoff meetings. Really? Um, yeah. So if it's what we call a tier three project where it's uh, maybe it's a whole house renovation with a room addition over 500,000, um, something like that will break the handoff into two sections, a, a pre-roughing uh, handoff where we get up to drywall and then a finish handoff where we do the rest. It's just it can be so much to consume in one sitting that that will break that up and allow the, the design team to to hand off information, let the uh, production team evaluate it, review, we'll meet and go over that that information. And then we'll have another meeting maybe two or three weeks later, sometimes even after start uh, for the, the finish items. So it's, it's it's sort of like you have certain pieces of information that have to be gathered, but then that also then it ties right into the communication of the information from one 
from the sales estimating to the production team. Yeah, communication is huge. So, so when we're preparing these packets for handoff, there's you know we have a checklist, and these are the things that need to be completed and included in this handoff information. And then that's shared with the production team. And, and we share that handoff at a certain time in our schedule where we want that to be handed off. And that gives our production team time to review and evaluate that handoff, kind of get ready for the handoff meeting. Because then we have a formal meeting where our design team and our production team come together with our production manager and review all the contents of that handoff. We go through the scheduling, the budget, the selection scope of work. And essentially, we're looking for, you know, what's missing, what information isn't there that we would like to have there. You know, what are the components of it that, you know, two or, you know we want to make sure any questions a project manager has are answered, but we really want to understand what, where are the gaps within this handoff? Where's the information that's missing that could potentially cause a problem down the road? And what do we need to do to make sure that we, we tighten those things up and get those things included? So is, is, so is that, is, is it like a, kind of a template you have that gets filled out to some degree, or is it um, more just checklists of people gathering information? It, it starts with a checklist. There's kind of a couple steps to it. So it's, it's really simple checklist that our designers and our project developers fill out when they hand it off to the production team. So that, that ensures like the production team that, that ensures to them that, okay, these are all the things that are included. Maybe there's some exceptions in there. Like maybe the client hasn't picked out their appliance package yet. So we don't have those specifications. So we want to make sure those things are noted so that they're not looking for it going, well, where is this stuff? Um, But that way we just make sure all that everything's completed and handed off. Um, but then once we actually conduct the uh, handoff meeting where we're and usually a typical handoff meetings around three to four hours long, um, mm-hmm. we, we go in our war room, we call it where we have a big screen and pull up the, the schedule and the specifications and, and we go category by category of work, you know, through the whole thing, but we have a meeting agenda that we use for that moment. So, so that agenda keeps us on task. And in that agenda, it's kind of like a living worksheet where we actually record you know, what's our, what are any variances that we may be encountering? What's the condition of the buyout for this project? How well is it prepared? And then where are the things that potentially we need to take action on? Uh, maybe there's a detail missing for a custom built-in locker system that we're doing. And, and those are things we want to make sure that all those things are identified and we have actionable items uh, assigned to the right person to get those, those gaps or those missing information filled. So when you're filling out this, this, all this information, you're gathering it all up, it's ready to go. You hand it off to the project manager who's going to be running the project. Do you do that ahead of time so they have a chance to review it all, make notes, take, think about questions ahead of time before? Oh, yeah, before absolutely. Meet? And it's never, it's never uh, ahead enough. It's always too last <laughs> minute. But, but, you know, I think that's a big piece of this. So many projects get rushed into production. You know, you can't get mm-hmm. them out of design fast enough. And then when you do, we're pushing them in to get them into construction. And, and we got to say, whoa, you know, hold on here. We got to make sure that certain things are complete and ready to the standard that we agreed to before we move into that step. So, so th- this is that like moment of like, it's like a no, go, go moment. It says to our team, like, okay, we've, we've done our work. We've, we've prepared this project as best we can in design, and now it's ready to move forward. There are always exceptions. Um, we manage those as we need to, but we really would like to give production at least a week to two weeks to prepare just for the handoff moment. Although it's not, it doesn't always happen that way in the real world. Sometimes we move a little quicker than that, but 
But at the very least, this this ensures that the communication is happening with what's included or not included. And, you know, it kind of helps with that a lot. Yeah, you started to touch on it a little bit, but I was going to ask about how how hard and fast are rules about, you know, this needs to be done or you've got the homeowner that just doesn't know this selection and is it okay to let it pass through and just let it go and we'll just get to it later. I mean, what what's kind of your take on letting things through that should be or shouldn't be? Yeah. And, and we're okay with that. Again, I think a lot of it's just about communication um, and, and knowing that, okay, if we're like, for example, like paint finishes, you know, we're, we're not going to have the paint selections at the handoff meeting, but we do have a due date for those down the road in our schedule so that we ensure that that's part of our plan. So that's part of our plan for success. We're not going to just like, oh, we'll get to that later and hope for that we get it on time. We want to make sure the, the appropriate team members assigned to that item to get it. And then there's a due date so that the, we ensure we don't drop the ball and it doesn't slip through. So, so, in, and we've expanded that over the years to a lot other, you know, there's more selections that we allow, you know, those things don't have to be necessarily picked out yet or purchased yet, but if something still has to be specified, that means we have to get the selection. We have to get the owner's approval. We have to go through the purchasing process and get a PO issued for that. Then we have to order it. And those are all action items that we got to make sure are properly accounted for with the appropriate team member and the role playing it. So whether it's the designer or the project developer that's doing the buyout, we want to make sure that at handoff, none of those things have been dropped and there's, a, there's an assigned task for each one. Do the project managers or the production manager have the authority to say to the team, this isn't ready? Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen all that often. Uh, <laughs> we, we, but I think what's important is they def, we definitely, though, what we do do all the time is when there are elements of it that aren't up to standard um, productions, they're basically accepting this packet. You know, they're, look, they're going through this packet going, yeah, this is a really well done job. I can be successful. I can deliver this project on time, on budget with a happy client, right? Uh-huh. And we're and we're, that's what we're looking for at that handoff meeting is that commitment to the budget, to the project details, to the scope of work. But if there's something in there that they're like, yeah, you know, this there's just this budget for the trim package just doesn't look like there's enough. And they break out their schedule and they say, oh, it's just it's too light. We miss this or miss that. We want to identify those variances now and understand what they are. So at least now we're being proactive. We can manage it and work with it. So they're, they're able to accept that project less these variances and say, okay, I know we, we thought the project was here, but now that we've evaluated as a team, we found a few things that maybe aren't up to standard. So this is our new target. So we give them those new targets that they can work with so that, that they're, they're more realistic. So you're investing a ton of time and money considering the effort to put the packet together, the pulling together of the people for the meeting, the reviews and all of that. Why is that such an, you know, why do you invest that much? What's the ultimate goal of this? Well, I think, I think it's, it's like, it's worth it. Um, I I guess, uh, you know, just when we see the benefits of spending that time up front to figure out what are these things, um, you know, I mean, as a design build company, we have an obligation to properly prepare a project because we're designing it with that client. We have all this time to work through the design elements, to to work through the estimate, to make sure we've got quotes secured and, and everything prepared and thought through. 
So we kind of owe it to our production staff as well, just to make sure that we've packaged it up really well and give them an opportunity to go through it. And, and we want them to be as successful as possible. And anytime we fall short of that, we know we're, we're putting ourselves at risk for the project not to be as successful or for something to go wrong that could cause delays or so on. So, so we want to make sure we're, we're giving this the attention it deserves. And, and that's why we, we wanted to break it down into these categories that we're actually going to measure and evaluate. Hi, Tim Fowler here. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've likely heard about our Roundtables program. Well, I'm here now to tell you that we have a very similar program for production managers. If you're not familiar with it, a few years back, we took the Roundtables concept that's been so popular with Remodelers Advantage members, and we started groups specifically for production managers. Very similar in format to what the owners are doing, but focused on production issues and really diving into the best practices among some of the best remodeling companies out there. We meet twice a year for two days at each meeting, collect and discuss performance metrics for each company, and we support each other throughout the year with what we call as microboards, smaller groups of peers who meet monthly via Zoom to discuss issues and ask for input. So whether you are a business owner looking to improve your production team or a production manager that might need more help taking your department to the next level, we have a spot for you. If you're interested in learning more, email me at tim at remodelersadvantage.com and I'll tell you all about it. So before I get into some details about that again, how give us an idea of how your company does in terms of slippage and or grippage. On your well, lately, lately, not as good as we want to. Um, the, <laughs> the, the current uh, environment we're in with, oh, uh, yeah. you know, post-pandemic has been challenging like it is for many. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, but we measure slippage and grippage at, at many points throughout the process. And at the handoff meeting is one of them because uh, the tools we have in place allow us to measure slippage and grippage in a live setting. So because of our purchase order system that we use, mm. um, we keep track of what our variances are as they're happening. Right. Um, so it's it's an important step for us because it provides that transparency that we want at handoff where we can see what that what currently what's the state financially of the project. And if we're slipping on something, what can we do to change that? Uh, maybe it's uh, using a, a subcontractor for something or a trade partner for mm-hmm. something that we had planned to do in-house or vice versa, um, or just competitively bidding out something from material or something like that. There's always something that can be done to tighten up slippage as we're seeing it occur. But the first step, I think, is recognizing that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way we can do that is if we're actually looking at this detail and actually evaluating it up front, as opposed to just letting it happen and then dealing with the ramifications after. And how often are you looking at that live or production manager? Who Who's looking at it and how often? Oh, weekly. Uh, our project developer and our, our project manager and our production manager. So. What What is it that you're using? Is that a platform? Is it a software? Oh, um, yeah, it's it's a very simple spreadsheet that we use okay. that breaks down our, our, keeps track of all our, our budget and our purchasing. Um, so yeah, it's very simple, but it, uh, it's very effective. Okay. So what do you think are like the three most essential elements of a great handoff packet? Um, I think it starts with uh, like 
completeness, right? So it's uh, what are the things that need to be in that packet and, and as a group agreeing on what those are. So um, if it's, you know, having construction ready drawings at before handoff, that could be one thing. Um, for example, like for bathrooms and kitchens, we need elevations of every single um, wall in that room. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that has to be part of our drawing. So that's an expectation we have. Okay. Um, you know, whether it's the scope of work or selections, you know, we've defined like there are some selections that are okay that we don't have. And there are other selections that aren't okay. Like we have to have your countertop selection before handoff. Um, you know, so those are certain things that we said are important to us to have. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to the purchasing and the, the budget piece of it, we want to have, so our categories of construction, zero through 18 takes us up to drywall. We want to have zero through 18 completely bought out. So every, all purchase orders issued wow. and then every single special order item is purchased out before the handoff meeting as well. And when we fall short of that, sometimes we do, there's like a few things that we just couldn't get the quote in on time or something mm -hmm. like that. You know, those things are all noted and we're dealing with it, but, but it was important that we kind of define like, what is, what are those elements for each of these core categories and deliverables that we're looking for? What is the standard we're trying to hit and what's okay and not okay? stepping back, was this something that you guys sat down one day and said, okay, we need to have this big meeting and let's figure this out now. Or was it just <laughs> something that evolved over time? Oh, it evolved over time. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, so it's just it got, being, it's a live living animal. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it, it, it started off just with a real simple, like, Hey, what's, what's the items we should put on this checklist to make sure we have completed before a handoff meeting occurs. And over time, it, it, we broke that out into these categories of like the different roles that have a hand in it and really looking at all the different project types that we do because they're different. Even though the, 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 the elements are the same that we want to include in that handoff and have done, the level of detail sometimes that goes into it varies if it's from a, a small bathroom or kitchen to a larger renovation. Um, we wanted to make sure that we spent some time understanding what, what are we really looking for? What's acceptable or not acceptable? And real quick, how many designers and um, production managers do you have? Um, <clears throat> our project managers, project managers, we've got six right now. Okay. And designers, um, seven. Okay. Six. Yeah. <laughs> and right. do, you, do your designers sell? No, our, our designers, um, they're, they're, they're just designed. So, so they help with the scope of work, the selections and all the construction drawings. Okay. So and, that's, and that, we, they stay focused on that. And they're not kind of paired up or, or like a designer doesn't always work with the same project manager or anything like that. They don't. Yeah. We, we, that, and that was one of the important elements I think that came out of this is because our team, um, they all work with different team. We don't have teams that work in silos. Um, so a project developer will work with all the designers and the designer will work with all the different project developers and project managers. So, mm -hmm. so at the start of the project, we assign the team to that project, you know, what's the best fit for their schedule and, and project type and client makeup and disc and all that sort of thing. We want that team to, to be as successful as possible for that project. So because you're always working with different people playing these different roles, this became really important. And I think it just happened by accident for us is understanding that we needed to really define what, what are those deliverables need to be and what's the standard we're looking for. So, so when one team does it, it's just consistent across the board. 
are they always providing you or consistently providing you with input on this was a really good packet, this was not such a good packet, or, or I, you know, things, again, here's something we discovered we'd really like to add to the packet, that sort of thing. You're getting that feedback from your team all you, the time? Oh, yeah. Do you grade yeah. them or score them or anything? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's, we actually do that at the conclusion of the handoff meeting. So we evaluate those three core areas, each mm-hmm. one independently. So the construction plans, the scope of work and selections, and then the purchasing and the budget. And we give them, we rate them on a scale of one to five. So it, it started off with, you know, like we, we kicked around the idea of a one to 10 rating, but everything we rate here, we always do it on a one to five scale because the difference between a one and a five is more dramatic than a one and a 10 mm-hmm. um, from a, from a, a percentage standpoint. So, so we wanted to just make it very simple and easy to define what each level scoring is. So like uh, if you were to score a one, that means you're like not even close. Like, why'd you even bother? Right. It's like mm-hmm. that bad. Right. Um, a two by definition is not meeting expectations. There's a lot of improvement needed. And then a three score is you're close to expectations. There's just some improvement needed. But then a four is meeting expectations. So like our goal is always to score a four. We want to meet expectations because we have high expectations of what we're expecting from our Mm -hmm. team. Um, And then if you score a five, you're exceeding expectations. You're like, you've gone above and beyond. It's like an exemplary uh, example of what that, you know, could be. So we wanted to make sure the definition was really clear. So we remove as much subjectivity to the evaluation as possible. Um, but we, we score all three of those major categories in that. And we do it as a team. It's not, you know, like our production manager doing the rating or scoring. It's definitely a team saying we, we basically at the end ask, you know, okay, now that we reviewed the project, everyone's had their hand in it. How do we do with the construction plans on the, on the score of one to five? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, go through each, each element that way and score it. And then we average those scores up to determine our overall rating. Uh, for how we did on that handoff. And is that just for improvement or is it tied to anything? Is it tied to performance or mm-hmm. compensation or? Yeah, like our packet handoff rating is one of our critical uh, key performance measures that we measure for our design team. Oh. Um, you know, so we we measure it weekly. So every week it's on our scorecard. Uh, you know, how are we doing right now? We're like if we had a handoff meeting last week, let's say we'll be like, okay, we scored, you know, a 4.5 on that handoff. Great job team. That goes into our total for the year. And then we keep an annual score for the year. Wow. We convert the the rating to a percentage just so we can see the swings much better. So mm-hmm. we'll take that average and divide by uh, five to get to convert it to a, a percentage. So like right now, our packet rating for the year for all the projects we've completed is 84.2%. So we're doing well, which is is above expectations. Yep, That's awesome. I mean, you really have it down to a science. Yeah. I mean, it just, it helps make it visible, you know? Um, So, you know, the, it's something we're aware of. We talk about, we want high packet ratings. Uh-huh. Um, some of our, some of our designers even make it part of their individual goals each year to like, they want to average like a, a 4.5 packet rating for their, their <laughs> construction great. plans or something. So, so sometimes we turn those into individual goals that are tied to our performance bonus plan. So, um, but you know, if you, if you don't measure it, how do you know if you're performing well, or how do you know right. if somebody else is performing well? 
and then we're not learning from each other. So, so by measuring it, we're able to actually really put a critical eye on it and go, okay, were these plans really good or not? And if they weren't, what were the things missing? Because it's not enough to say, like, if anyone's going to score something under a four, you better be able to back it up and explain why. Yeah. And we want to hear those whys. Like, why did this not get a four? What, what was about what about this particular project and this drawing was that was missing from these drawings? And, and we want to hear what that information is so then we can learn from it for the next time. Right. Dan's the Bill Nye of handoff packets. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's great. Good stuff. All right, Dan, this is great. You ready for uh, some lightning round questions? Oh, sure. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. What is your favorite business book and why? Uh, right now, it is First Break All the Rules, uh, What the World's Greatest Managers Do Differently. Um, I, I, I just love how it's based in science and some of the, you know, Gallup Press did research and um, just how, how it looks at management from a different lens and what, what makes a great manager a great manager. So I'm really enjoying that book right now. If you weren't a remodeler, what do you think you'd be doing? Hard to imagine doing anything else, um, but I'd, I'd probably say an airline pilot. I've always uh, enjoyed aviation, so maybe something like that. They can use you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You, what are you not very good at? Patience. Um, I'm, I'm learning to be better at that every day. I try. So yeah, patience for sure. Your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Oh, my car. Yeah. Wow. Considering how clean your desk desk. is. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) I have a clean car. What do you think of wind chimes? Uh, They drive me nuts. (laughs) I'm not a fan. (laughs) If you could have a theme song, what would it be? Um, Oh, Eye of the Tiger. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Dan, this has been really helpful and very clear and and really packed with info. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, You know, I always appreciate your insights on business. Oh, no, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Now, before I let you go, however, I want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and why they resonate with you. Um, So I got one that ties into what we just talked about a little bit. Uh, What gets measured gets done. And for me, that's been a lot of a journey we've been on over the last five years is understanding what should we be measuring? What are our KPIs and why? And the more we look and measure these things, the more we find we're able to improve upon them and ensure that they're happening with good quality. So, yeah. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Dan. And uh, I'm going to look forward to having you on again. Thanks, Victoria. Thanks, Mark. Enjoyed it. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I love focus on this particular topic because, you know, how often we preach about planning ahead, planning ahead, planning ahead. And that's what ensures the profitability of the, and success of the projects. Surprises will kill profit. Right. All day. Yeah, right. So if you can eliminate surprises or reduce them as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And so what better way than to have everybody put eyes on it before it starts and, right. and look for it. And not only that, but the whole rating of it and the whole tracking of it and talk about bringing it to the front of people's consciousness. Yeah, that's that's really good. The Having the score system mm-hmm. to tie to it and it gives you something to shoot for, too. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the person that had the 
two and a half. Jeez, I would think you know? that. Right. So I mean, how embarrassing. Right. Right. I mean, it's almost like how could you get lower than a four if you follow the process, follow the system, follow the checklist? True. I can see what I think is interesting that I think is the problem even Dan has and most have is that issue with homeowners not giving you all the information you need, you know, the ones that right. are like, want to, well, I'm going to think about that, or we don't know, or we're unsure. And it's, well, we got to get this project going. We can wait. Right. And yeah. Okay. We can wait, but now you're starting to push a line that might not be good. <laughs> right. Push. Right. Like there's a hole in your schedule when you aren't producing yeah, so money. It's, you know, I, I found it interesting that, you know, he said, we take it on a case by case basis, mm-hmm. which I think is important. You, you can't be uh you know, just so hard and fast tied to the rules because now you can you can impact the customer's experience. Right. So (laughs) trying to balance that, though, I think, because you also have to hold your customers accountable and you got to keep them. But, you know, it's it's that's probably the biggest challenges. The biggest challenge. Yeah. In in all business. I mean, we certainly struggle with that, too. How, you know, we got the rule followers. They got then you got us break the rules, <laughs> right. you know, but we know the, the rules and the process is important. You know, so you have to come up with that balance. Yeah. To- my, my philosophy is everything will just work itself. Out. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Uh, well, that was really good stuff. And it was great having Dan on uh, at the summit. Yes, it was <laughs> really awesome. He's, Wasn't such a, he's so eloquent. Yes, yes. Um, All right. Well, we want to thank Dan for sharing his secrets to handoff packets. And we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.